Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning into Option Gig. This is your host Vivek Somani and this is the weekend so it's time for our weekly updates. Lot of things to cover in this episode. And we got a wonderful content for you coming up. We're going to talk about major market moving news, uh delve a little deeper into the stimulus package. Then we'll jump into the trade summary to see how many trades we did and the prof- how many were profitable and losers. Then we talk about thought of the week and get into one of the trade in which we will discuss how we use the time to convert a losing trade into a profitable trade. And lastly, we will finish this segment with a question from our listener. We have a lot of things to cover, so don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with you after this music. Hello everyone, welcome to Option Geek. This is your host Vivek. part-time option trader and full-time worker, husband and father. If you also want to generate consistent monthly income trading options while working in your regular day job, then join me in this journey. All right. Welcome back. Once again, I thank you for spending this time on the weekly review. Okay, as always to begin with first the market moving news first one i want to talk about is that dow jones it was high more than 11% in one day that happened on tuesday if you recall correctly last week dow was down um i think it posted one of the biggest loss losers day since 1930s this week it had one of the best gain up day since 1933 now you can see how volatile the market is it's been setting new records in the downward direction as well as in the upward direction so market continue to be volatile but dow did hit more than 11% in one day which has been a biggest gain since 1933 Three. Next one, the record 3.2 million unemployment benefits claim. I think this was not a big surprise in the market. Market was kind of expecting this already. The numbers that market was expecting was between million to five million. So not a big surprise, but this was a new record. As you can see in the graph. But 3.2 million is way, way, way up. It's a, it's, it's shattered all the previous records. But markets did not, you know, go crazy over this and did not give up all the gains. It was within the expectations. Next one I want to talk about is among all the bad news or among all the things that is going around because of coronavirus. One good thing that I see is. A lot of U.S. corporates are coming together. They are joining hands to find a solution to this pandemic. Tesla has started making ventilators and supplying it to hospitals. GM Ford is collaborating with GE and 3M to convert one of their assembly lines into ventilator making uh, plant. Ford has got spare capacity. because the car sales are down on the other hand 3m and ge 
are short of capacity because everybody is clamoring for more ventilators. So the corporates combine hands. 3M and GE will share the technology on how to make ventilators. Ford will repurpose its assembly line to make those ventilators. Ford know how to run assembly lines. So they're gonna bring that expertise. So it's good to see. Also in the pharma industry, a lot of pharma companies are sharing data with one another just to find a cure, to find a vaccine for this coronavirus. And I think together we shall overcome. I'm confident this will pass. So just hang in there for some more time. All right, next one, the biggest headline is the $2.1 trillion stimulus was eventually signed into law by president. It took a little bit of haggling. It took a little bit back and forth between Senate and the House, but eventually it did pass through. So now I'll dig a little deeper into you know, what were the constituents of this bill. A lot of uh, my friends and my students have asked me who gets what of the slice. So let's have a quick look. Households and, wor and workers are gonna get $301 billion in terms of rebate through the tax refund or the directly the checks that will be deposited into their accounts. If you're a single um, a person in a household, you get $1,200. If you're a married, uh, then you get $2,400. And if, if they have a kid, they get $500 per kid. But again, this is tied to an income level. So not everyone is gonna get it, but I think those who need it will get it. That is $301 billion for households and workers. Again, uh, benefiting households and workers is $250 billion for unemployment insurance. As we just saw, the unemployment claims have shot through the roof, or I should say shot up to the sky, 3.2 million. So we, uh, state governments cannot fund all of these. So federal government is coming in and trying to help the state government for unemployment insurance. Also, the insurance has been now extended to gig workers, you know, people who Uber or people who do deliveries for, um, you know, DoorDash and Uber Eats and Grubhub, etc. Those gig worker, they will also be um, benef um, benefited by this uh, stimulus. Next, small businesses, $349 billion for small businesses. And this comes with some conditions. Small businesses have to promise that they will not lay off any employees. They will keep those Americans on payroll. I think it's for next 90 days or something like that. Yeah. So $349 billion for helping small businesses. That's, this brings our total stimulus to $900 billion. Next, $500 billion for corporate aid. Uh, this will be the money given to a lot of corporates who are struggling with um, the, the pandemic. Some of the industries have been completely decimated uh, because of this coronavirus. Also, they will get a lot of businesses will get the tax benefits, payroll tax benefits, which is $221 billion in form of tax benefits. And 
especially airlines will get additional $32 billion for um, covering the wages of the employees of airlines. Airlines is one industry that has seen their grow, their revenue just drop down to zero. Because of lockdown, the travel is it's just vanished. So airlines are struggling really, really hard. And that is why if you have been active in market, you would have seen that airlines stocks, they jumped all the way, you know, anywhere between 30 to 60% after the stimulus package was announced. So now if you add up all the aid, the total aid is 1.653 trillion as of now. Next, adding to that total, we also got some supplemental spending, $340 billion for, um, you know, helping the healthcare providers, hospitals across the country. $16 billion uh, will go towards buying additional medical equipment. And also, uh, the remaining fund will go for doctors, etc., to use, uh, expand the telehealth. So this brings our total stimulus to 1.993 trillion. And the last pie of the overall um, stimulus package is 150 billion that will go to state governments. This is the amount of money that will directly be available for state governments because they have been beaten hard by this virus. All state governments are really, really struggling. And this $150 billion will directly come from federal government to the state government for their aid. Okay. All right. That was the whole big market uh, moving news for the last week. Now let's look at how various major market indices performed. All green. No wonder. Stimulus package, all the major market indices were up. S&P 500 was up almost 10%. To be exact, it was up 9.96%. Dow Jones Index, ETF, Diamonds, DIA was up 12.12%. QQQ, technology sector, ETF was up 14.6 units or 7.88%. IWM, small and medium business uh, index was up 10.66 units or 9.47%. So as you look, large caps, spy, Dow Jones index, technology, small business, all are up anywhere close to 10%, 10 to 12%. Now let's talk about the bonds. With the markets of bonds were also up, TLT, which is based on 20 year, 20 plus year treasury bonds, opened at 157.5 and closed at 167.7. Means they were up 10.2 or 6.08%. And the gold ETF, GLD, was up 9.57 units or 6.29%. One thing to note here is the correlation between the bonds the stocks and the gold has broken, even on the upside. So we saw this thing broken when the markets were falling. We saw, I think it was uh, two weeks earlier, we saw that when markets fell, gold was down, bonds were down, everything was down. Now, in this week, markets are up, gold is up, bond is up. 
the classic asset allocation which tells that stocks and the bonds move in opposite direction it really isn't working i think this is one of my peeve against the classic foundation of asset allocation for managing your portfolio is hey get some bond get some uh, stocks get gold and your portfolio will be balanced because if one moves up other goes down so you'll never see the volatility that's not been the case we have seen it for last 3 weeks that's not what is happening so we have to find out the other ways of how to protect our portfolio and that is why i gone to do options trading it gives me little more more avenues to reduce this volatility in my portfolio okay all right so this is how the most of the major market indices performed all were green i think as an investor uh, i was pretty happy and i hope you were too i right, so how did we do uh, in the last week overall i closed 32 trades out of which 28 were profitable uh, no surprise here because the markets also cooperated with and that brings our win rate to 88% i think i'll be more than happy uh with this win rate and also we open 36 new trades as always if you want to see my trades you can go to our website www.optiongig/trades all the trades that i do are posted there everything is out there in open so you can see the details of the trades over there all right i will get into one particular trade uh, as a part of our weekly updates where we analyze a trade with a microscope lens to understand why we did what we did and what are the key lessons that we can learn from trade it's not possible for me to go through all the trades in in the weekly updates but those are always available on my website and you can go and see it all right next one before we jump into the trade let's talk about the thought of the week and the topic that i want to discuss is the perils of following someone else's option trades i think this uh this is one topic that comes up every time when someone knows that i i'm an op- i do option trading and the first question that they ask me hey can you share your trades with us because we also want to start learning option trading so please share your trades and i'm like no that's not the right way to learn option trades because just looking at my trades you cannot determine my market outlook or why i have done that trade i'll give you one brief example and if you want to know the details of why it is dangerous to follow the trades of someone else especially option trades you can head over to my podcast option gig podcast and listen to episode number 34 there i have explained it in a lot more detail on why it is dangerous to follow someone else's trades but the reason i tell you it is dangerous is unlike stock a trade in option can be interpreted in more than one ways mean say in a stock if i buy a stock it means i am bullish i want the stock to go up i want the market to go up but in an option say if i buy a put am i bearish 
or am I bullish? It could be both. It depends upon what else do I have in my portfolio. If I do not have that underlying in my portfolio, then I'm bearish about it. Then I want, then it is a bearish trade. And say, if you are following my trade and you blindly copy my trade, what if your portfolio is already very bearish? You don't need another bearish trade. But what if I hold a stock of XYZ and then I buy a put of XYZ? Then it could be a bullish outlook. So, you understand? As one option trade can be interpreted in more than one ways. And that is why I'm saying it is dangerous to blindly follow someone else's option trades unless you have some good understanding of some of the basics of option trades. Unless you figure out why someone has done that trade. So, if you are new to option trade, your first question should be, hey, how do I learn option trading? Not, can you share your trades with me? And if you want to learn option trading, you can head over to my website because all the content around the basics of option trading is available for free. Go to www.optiongig.com forward slash education. There you can see the content for basic option trading, the content for intermediate level option traders, and the, some advanced topics also. So my request to you is before you put in any trade, at least go through the basic and the advanced uh, and the intermediate level modules. Your portfolio will thank you. Again, if you want to get more details about this topic, listen to episode number 34 of Option Gig podcast. <clears throat> Moving on to our next section for our weekly updates is the trade analysis. Uh, if you're recently joining uh, these weekly updates, this is the section where I pick up one particular trade, go through the life cycle of that trade, and try to understand why we did what we did. That is the way how we learn and see those learnings in action. These are the real trades that I pick up from you know the, the, the week that just went by. So the trade that I'm going to pick up and review will demonstrate that how rolling the trade into strength, we were able to convert a loser into a winner. I mean, trade option trade management is one technique which differentiate the winners in option trading from losers in option trading. It's very important for us to know how to manage our trades. And one of the management techniques is rolling the trades, means giving ourselves more time to be right. And this is what I like best about option trading is, you don't have to be the right in terms of the direction of the trade always. It's great if stock cooperates in terms of the direction, but even if it does not, you still have management techniques that you can use to convert those losers into winners one of the management technique is just buy more time and roll it to the next expiration period. So that's what we're going to see in this section. All right, so the trade that I want to talk about is a Grubhub, ticker symbol G-R-U-B. 
I had sold a call on uh, this sticker. Little I, my outlook was bearish, and I initiated this trade on twelfth of March when Grubhub was trading at thirty five dollar forty three cents. I gave myself a lot of room on the upside and sold a call at forty five dollars, which means stock has to move at least thirty percent higher to challenge me. It was to expire on twentieth of March, so eight days. Thirty percent jump stock needed. Otherwise, this would have been a profitable trade. And I thought, why oh, easy? But what do I know? Stock jumped after I put in the trade on seventeenth. The stock jumped up almost nine dollars. There was some news because I think uh, of the impact of coronavirus in New York. People assume that now everybody will be delivering food to their home, and Grubhub, as one of a major players in home food delivery service in New York, will benefit. I don't know; the reason could be anything. But the stock jumped up, and it became forty-four dollars eighty-three cents. All right. So now let's review in detail of how we managed this stock. All right. So. We opened the trade, a short call trade on twelfth of March, and the stock was trading at thirty-five dollar forty-three cents. We opened a short call at strike price of forty-five, collected sixty-two cents as a premium. On seventeenth of March, stock jumped to forty-four dollar eighty-three cents, and our short call was. challenged so many of the new option traders who do not know how to manage will panic at this point of a time because this trade is going to expire in next 3 days and most of the traders will just take the loss and close the trade so if i were to close this trade on 17th i would have to take a loss of at least 3 dollars there was so much of extrinsic value left in this trade that i had to take a loss of minimum 3 dollars so at that point of a time i started thinking this seems to be a too big a move in too short period of time so let's manage this trade let's give ourselves more time to be right and because the stock has jumped higher i can also get more premium for rolling it into strength because i'm rolling call so instead of closing the trade we rolled this trade so we rolled it from march expiration to april expiration means we closed the march 45 call for $3.24 and we rolled it out to april we opened april 45 um short call for $6.32 means net net we collected $3.08 more as a premium just for this roll just to give ourselves one more month to be right and voila we didn't even have to wait for one month in 7 days grubhub was down and we were able to close our short call at a handsome profit we just closed it for 65 cents
all we did was to just give ourselves little more time to be right. And my position size was small, so it was okay to take the risk of Grubhub going even higher. And that's why position sizing is important. So we gave us a little more time, stock came down, and we were able to close this at eventually at a profit of $3.05 in this trade. What a stark difference between closing it at a loss of almost $3, converting that losing trade, the $3 losing trade into a $3 winning trade. That's what trade management can do for you. All right, I hope this helps you in your own trades, in how you will manage your trades. Um, there's a whole series of videos and the podcast that I have done on management of trades. You can find it on my YouTube channel, Option Gig, or on my podcast, Option Gig. Okay. All right, moving on to our next segment, and this is the last segment for our weekly updates, is mailbag segment, in which I'll pick up a question that is asked of me either via email or on Quora or via any comment in my YouTube. So the question that I want to discuss today is why do some people exercise call option at a loss? And this is something which stumped me also when I was initially you know, started into option trading because say I had a short call I'd sold a call and it is still, you know, three or four weeks still remaining for that trade to expire. So the whoever has bought a call, it's still not profitable for them to exercise it. But suddenly my call will get exercised. And I wondered why the heck is happening? Why is my call got exercised? What's the motivation of the other person to exercise the call at a loss? The reason is sometimes people will exercise their call option at a loss if the ticker has a dividend coming up. And if the amount of the dividend is greater than the extrinsic value left in that call option. So if there is a dividend coming up on a ticker on a stock and if you have sold a call on that stock and if the amount of dividend is more than the amount required to close that call option by the buyer of the call option then your position will be at risk of assignment the reason why the buyer of call option will close the call at a loss is because they want to capture the dividend so they will exercise their call option at a loss which will ensure that they get the shares in their account. Because they got the shares in their account, they will be eligible for the dividend on that share on those shares. And because the amount of dividend is more than the um, than the loss that they have uh, suffered in the call option, they will be okay to do the trade. That is one reason why someone will be willing to exercise the call option at a loss. Okay, 
So if you have a short call trade on a ticker for which a dividend is upcoming, look at your trade. Look at your strike price of your trade and see how much is the extrinsic value left in that trade. And if the extrinsic value is less than the dividend, then you are at a risk of assignment. Even though the stock has not crossed your short strike, uh, has not crossed yeah, your strike price, you could still be at a risk of dividend. So manage your trade accordingly. All right. I hope this helps you. And uh, as always, if you have any questions, send me a note on optiongig at gmail.com or post your question in the comment section. I'm always listening and we can discuss your question in our next weekly update. Thank you for your time today. Have a wonderful trading and be safe, stay indoors and wash your hands. All right, goodbye. Happy trading. Please note that all the information presented in is purely for educational purposes and is not a financial or investment advice. I don't know you, you don't know me, so do yourself a favor and don't invest or trade solely based on what you hear.